Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Chris Davis with the Baltimore Orioles, and I'm listening to Section 336. Today on the show, Pod 231, the Orioles sweep the Red Sox. So does this finally convince Burt that the Orioles have what it takes to be a playoff team? Josh is convinced, and I'll tell you why today. Also, I'm back with, with another snowflake of the week. Oh. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your dealing center host, Matt Sroka, and as always, at least I think I'm, joined by the zany Burt Rohde. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. What up, 336ers? And the button lover, Josh Sroka. There was a little headphone issue, so I was Burt and I were trying to do hand <laughs> motions to uh, not distract the listener. See, this is why you got to watch on Facebook Live. You're missing all this excitement. My, my hand motion for flipping your headphones around was <laughs> was a pretty straightforward head, uh, I, headphone I, switch. It took me a while to get it, but I, yeah, I got yeah. it. Did that solve the problem, just switching your headphones around? Yeah, I was I was only hearing sound in one ear, uh, and I was fiddling with this, so I ended up just switching the headphone jacks, and that did it. So I'm good. We're good. The show can proceed. Okay. Josh and I had our fantasy football draft yesterday. I figure I start the show by just reading through my lineup. Oh, you do this every year, yeah. Um, with my first pick, <laughs> I drafted Odell Beckham. Yeah. And with my second pick, I drafted Ezekiel Elliott. I can't Apparently, wait. Apparently, he suspended. Can't. I didn't know that when I drafted him. Yeah, you He's appealing. Yeah, you, you knew that. <laughs> He's kidding. appealing. Can't can't wait until March when he reads his basketball uh Sweet sixteen as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, people love to get my to get feedback on my fancy football team and on my sweet sixteen selection. No, they don't. People like to. <laughs> That's tell why you they their tune stuff. in. All right, Josh, can, can 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 you just say who you drafted in the first round of the draft? I don't remember. Who did I draft in the first round? Uh, first name Jay plays for uh, Miami running back. Oh, Jay Jay yeah. I said the rule of the fantasy football draft should be if you do, can't pronounce a guy's name, you're not allowed to draft I'm him. Doing, I'm doing the film study podcast with Kim McCusick. Oh, yeah, you're you kidding. Got, you, got but, some, uh, since when? But, <laughs> you got some insider information. No, but, but the key is there's some fun names on the Ravens. And I, and I, I, I watched the roster. Uh, as epi- we just put out episode two, and that was talking about people getting on the roster, and I find that I root for the people to not make the team that have the poor names. Right. Like Adaboyjo. 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 That's a guy's <laughs> name. And I just I just learned how to pronounce it today. 
because did Kamikusic help you? Uh, yeah, I don't pronounce him. I just be like, so how about this guy, uh, Lucas? What about him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just gotta get him uh, nicknames to all of them. I look, that's up, what they I look say, up the first names. That's what they say whenever Flacco throws a touchdown pass. That a boy, Joe. But I like, but that <laughs> guy, his name does not. His name is spelled differently than that. At a boy, Joe, but it's pronounced at a boy, Joe. Yeah. So that one I got down. So hopefully Attaboy Joe makes the team. Hey, <laughs> you, you know, we're going to focus on the Orioles on this podcast because it's a really fun time Good. for the Orioles Because right these games matter. Uh, but real quick, I want to get your guys' takes on this real quick. You guys heard the, the extension news for John Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extended another year. We talked right. We talked pre- previously, and Bert made, I think, a very good point that this is if the, if the Ravens have another down year, like this could be it for John Harbaugh. Yeah, that Did, was a, my bold prediction. Yeah, he gets canned after this year. This extension kind of change how you view that because now they're saying no, no. I don't. They, well, no. Well, what's the mindset with so, the extension? Yeah, I don't know why. I, don't I, know. I know why. I got some. I got Is some info. The injuries. I got some insight. Steve Bashadi hey. called up Josh. Hey, and we no. understand. Half the guys are injured. Right. Here's an extension, so we understand All if right. you suck. All right. Here's here's some inside. Yeah. Here, here's so. It's a locker room mindset that you can that the coach will easily lose the team if it's his last year. So the Ravens do not like to advertise when John Harbaugh's uh, contract expires. So they extended. The answer was 2018. So they extended yeah, so him still they another ex- year. They extended him last year, right? But they didn't tell anyone how big the extension was, and no one knew, right? So. I happened to be the day I was. I've always wondered how big John Harbaugh's extension was. So this right. is good, yeah. Yeah, so no one knew how long it was. Yeah. So the day I was working on the press box studio and I was moving them into their new studio, Glenn Clark happened to get some info of detailing on John Harbaugh's uh, uh, contract length. So he put that out there and tried to verify with the Ravens. They just kept saying no comment. So just recently? It, yeah, this is like two weeks ago. Okay. Two three weeks ago, so he put it out there. Yeah, because his I I'm not going to give up his source, but trust me, his <laughs> source was really good. His source is uh, as good as you can get. With is it was it as good as our source for the um, way better? Way the winter better. meetings fight between Dave Stewart and uh, yes. some way, other guy. Okay, way, classic way, three three way, six. Way better. Uh, source, our source is pretty good. Sim- okay. Similar source. Okay, but more reliable. Okay. Um. So he he went out with that. So then there was lots of talk of well it's. 2018. So I feel like the Ravens kind of responded with, okay, we're just going to extend it even further. So there's more foundation. You don't lose, have that lose the team locker room mentality. And really, it doesn't matter because he's on the hot seat anyway. Yeah. They so this doesn't change. Man. If he has a down year, he's gone. No. Yeah. This will be like the fourth consecutive down year. But does the 12 guys who are now a injured or retired or whatever, d- does that impact how we view the season? A little bit. The fact that Joe Flacco hasn't played a snap. Uh, it, it gives us a little leeway on the offensive side, but the defensive side going into the season is supposed to be one of the best. So you you need to see the defense step up. Right. Whatever. Uh, Rave, um, Orioles. Let's get the Orioles. <laughs> so last time we talked, the Orioles were coming off of losing uh, two out of three to, to, to the Angels. They hadn't won two in a row since like two weeks before that podcast. They couldn't buy yeah. back-to-back wins to save their lives. Yeah. Like, just back-to-back wins. Back-to-back <laughs> losses, they could do that as, yeah. as much as they wanted. Right. Yeah. And so we were um, we were ready. I think I, I think maybe even Josh. I believe this happened. Josh, who pees orange. Yes. Which you should get that checked out, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with the Orioles, and that was private information. <laughs> uh, but, but even Josh, I feel like after the last loss to the Angels last week, tweeted out, 
Like, is this the end or something? Didn't this you tweet out something like end. that? Yeah, I did, but yeah. it had nothing to do with the Orioles season. Oh, I thought that was season related. No, I was watching a movie. He was tweeting was Game of Thrones. Movie. No, no, <laughs> but, no. The is this the end tweet was about something big that happened last week with the Orioles. Something ended. And it's not the oh, chance of winning. Zach Britton. It was Zach Britton when yeah. Zach Britton went in there and did not look good. Yeah. And, and the Orioles was, haven't lost it since. It was the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about Zach Britton, too. Um, he got booed. Yeah, that's... That's outrageous. That's dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> so dumb. I, I'm, I'm a guy who come on here, and I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of booing bad performances. Right. Sure. You booed Kim. Right, I not boo Kim. <laughs> I never booed Kim. No, so I think Philly fans right now are booing Kim for what he's doing in Philly. But that's on our story. Who's the closer that blew three games on the road before coming home for opening day? Yeah, I, I down always, in Tampa, we booed him. I always say Mike Gonzalez, but it's not Mike Gonzalez. No, um, Danny Baez. No, Kevin Gregg. I was just throwing out names. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Chris Ray, but he, DJ <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Armando Benitez. <laughs> throughout names but but anyway the yeah, the, the boom was outrageous but the the, the streak s- setting the american league record yeah. uh uh is just it was impressive and we saw i mean this year he hasn't been as dominant as he was last year right but last year he was as dominant as you'll ever see oh sure a pitcher right and so we hope he can get back to that form now it, it's looked like it's a knee injury it doesn't feel comfortable after he throws the ball his back knee we should we should have traded him last <laughs> December. <laughs> we should, we should, yeah, it's looking like we should yeah. should trade him in December or in July or yeah. yeah I mean, even July, he already had the injury concerns. Yeah, and so I was hoping a strong July, August, September, right. build it up. Then you can trade him in the offseason. Yeah, what we need now is is playoff dominance. Yeah, from you, him. You can't trade him right now for any value because there's too many injury concerns. Right, yeah. right. Uh, not to mention. If we really want to make a playoff run, he needs to be, be a big part of that. Absolutely. And, and so first it was the was the arm. Now it's the knee. It's it's not what you want to hear. Hopefully it's not a big deal. I mean, he hasn't even been put on the DL. So hopefully it's not a big deal. So, uh, it's, but to bring it back. Oh, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned Zach Britton got me all. It's I was not. Like, you brought it up. It's not the end of the Orioles season yet. No, it's not. It's they not. are 65 and 65 as we record this. 500 again I can't believe it yeah because in the middle of game 131 because after the angels after we lost uh, two out of three from the angels which felt like the end yes uh we then took two 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 out of three from the A's and everyone's response was ho-hum right they're the A's right would have been nice to sweep a bad team like that um and that that blown save was against the Oakland Athletics yeah right unfortunately it wasn't against the Red Sox or the Yankees. It was against the cruddy Oakland Athletics. Right. So, so that felt, again, like the end. Yeah. Just because it's the Athletics. Didn't and then... We, didn't we come back and win that game? We did. But okay. he blew the save. Yeah, he blew the we, save. we were going to win the game in the in the ninth yes. inning there. Yes, we were. He gave up the tying run. And and then, after all that kind of subpar performance against the Angels and Athletics, you go to Boston. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> right? Last place you want to go. And you think, all right, let's just... Finish them. Finish us, Boston. Put the old now in the coffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweep us, and we're done. We're dead. We're down there with Toronto. Like, we're done. Instead, the Red Sox got the, the paddles out. They're like, clear! <laughs> and the Orioles came back to life. <laughs> I know. They did. And we didn't just beat them. I mean, 16 to 3. Yeah. Then 7 to nothing. Then 2 to 1. They scored. In a game that we had no business winning. Right. <laughs> Boston, who's been putting up a lot of runs this year. 
put up four runs for that entire se- yeah. series. Boston, who's been up until we played us, one of the hottest teams in baseball. Mm-hmm. And then they ran into the buzzsaw. <laughs> it's the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles pitching staff. The starting pitching staff, which gave up, I think, three runs, three earned runs the entire series. Yeah. They gave, all right, the Baltimore Orioles pitching staff gave up four runs the entire weekend in Boston. Did they have a single game in June that they did not give up four runs? I mean, it's yeah. pretty close. Remember I don't know. We, and and one of those runs, the we, had that, we had that streak of five plus runs given up for oh, like three yeah, weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was out of control. So. Well, first of all, but before I get to what this means, which of those wins? So you had the seven, 16 to three game. We saw Moreland pitch, which is the biggest. Which was your favorite? Uh, oh, the, of the games in Boston? Yeah, the first one where we killed was sixteen I mean, to three or whatever it was. The first one was was very entertaining because I've never seen a team just throwing the ball all over the place oh like the Red Sox gosh. were those they first like two a, like, a, like our softball team. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> that's, not, I'm not, that's not a praise. That's an insult. So, I, yeah, I mean, Friday was a lot of fun. Sunday, I think, made the biggest impact. Sunday was insane. I mean, it was it – was, Because uh, you, you clinched the, the sweep? Well, and because the way we won. It, it, it was more of a battle than any of the other games. Yes. I mean, we kept on walking, walking, bases loaded, then, then get then get a big out. Right. I mean, uh, Cat, Cat Castro, who was great, but he's also walk a guy, strike out a guy, walk a guy, right. strike out a guy. But when the pressure's on, I think Castro is my number one guy. If it's a high-pressure situation, I want Castro out there. Kind of like O'Day a few years ago. Yeah. How right. if the bases were loaded, you wanted O'Day bases on loaded, the mound. No outs. No problem for O'Day. Right, right. Uh, you, you know what? In the seven to nothing game, which which I there there was a, a moment in that game. Right, that was Saturday where Tim Beckham was up, and he fouled off. I think something like thirteen. Was it that many pitches? And it was. I think it was. For some reason, that's the number that pops up. It was a bunch. I mean, he was, had he had around like ten pitches thrown to at him. least, and he, he was doing what teams the Royals always do to us: just foul ball, foul ball, foul yes. ball. And then this is against Eduardo Rodriguez, so it was all the sweeter for being Eduardo Rodriguez. Sure. And then on like the thirteenth pitch or something, he he belts it over the green monster. Right. And what was the greatest at bat of the series? Yeah. So, I wasn't watching that game, but I had my at bat app, which is hard to say. MLB at bat app in my hand, and I was watching the pitch by backpack? pitch. Oh. Yeah, like I had to get it out of my backpack, and. Uh, and yeah. you put it in your lap. Yeah, it was pitch after pitch, exactly yeah. like described it. 13-some pitches. Yeah, it was crazy watching And then it pops up saying run. I'm like, oh, cool, base hit. Nope, three-run homer. Oh, and it was crushed. Yeah. It was crushed. That was just really fun. And you could tell, Eduardo Rodriguez was getting frustrated. <laughs> well, that was, was getting frustrated. The, best, that's, that's the best part about this series was that it was in Boston, and all the Red Sox players were getting frustrated. Yeah. they were. The pitchers were getting frustrated. Uh, the, you would see the players get angry at the plate. It was just fun. Yeah, well, there was a bad umpiring involved in there too. Whatever it takes. Yeah, um, yeah, they, they, they're not a fan of the, I guess, player nicknames. Um, nah. I'm not a fan of the Orioles player nicknames, but if they play like that, yeah. I don't care what they nah. put in the back of their the jerseys. The nicknames are lame. Uh, by Sunday, I really liked the jerseys. They got to wear those jerseys. I thought the, the jerseys. I, I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed the jerseys. I want. I wonder if I enjoyed the jerseys more because they kept winning with them on. Yeah. So I was like, Friday, okay, they look okay. Saturday, they look pretty good. Sunday, these are my favorite jerseys. Yeah, shoot, if they play like that, I don't care if they play just in their jock strap. If they play like that, I'll watch them. How about, speaking of jock straps, <laughs> did you see? Did you see that that uh, ball come up the first base line? Yeah. And on Sunday, and Hanley Ramirez, the reports yeah. is now 
he has a severe stutter after that happened. Oh, he got a, ouch. a nice shot to the huevos. Oh, <laughs> he, he was down. He was in so much pain. It's one of the, it's one of the most painful uh, injuries in in baseball. Him laying on the ground. Yeah, that's that's my like worst fear. I mean, I that's why I, I don't. I think I've been hit there in you know, fifteen years. But I always still wear a cup when I play shortstop because just one shot scares me so much. Right. Oh, you, wear, you wear a cup? I do. Oh, I just put my extra hand there. Yeah, see, that's – okay. Um, Good luck with that. So the Orioles, they sweep them. I, the I, the, the I run did. differential is like 27 to 4. And yeah. uh, according to the Elias Sports Bro- Bureau – I'm counting 25. Uh, I see uh, 27 to 4 was the the total scores of the three games. 16, 7, and 2. That'd be 25. Well, I don't know. This is ESPN saying 27 to 4. Okay. Maybe it got. Was it not 16, 7, and 2? Was that at the Orioles scores? Double check on that. I'll double check. Where's the intern? Intern! (laughs) But anyway, you had Uh, a point. But I was saying it was the Orioles' largest margin of victory in a road sweep since 2004 when they outscored the then Devil Rays 31 to 8 over three games at Tropicana Field. 16, 7, and 2. It's 25. That's crazy. ESPN is wrong. Somebody uh, tweeted ESPN. They got something wrong. When you score that many runs, what's just a couple more? Yeah, but now they're making me look like like an idiot. Thanks a lot, ESPN. Well, I got some praise for ESPN later in my Snowflake segment, so don't don't bash (laughs) me too much. All right. You you all for Robert Lee? Uh, Uh, Yeah, I can guess where that's going. Spoiler alert, yeah. I figured that's... I want to talk a little bit about Mikel Mikel Castro. Okay. Well, actually, I want to talk about this. If you give me a second, guys. Well, All the time you want. Who was that? Parker Bridwell. That's one of the stories that just pisses me off the most. That Hot Parker fire. Bridwell because yeah, he's doing well in, yeah, for the California Angels. If I'm a millennial, that's my trigger word is <laughs> Parker Bridwell. Okay. Um, because how, when you have a baseball team that has no starting pitching, how do you let a minor league starting pitcher go to another team and become a really good ma- major league starting pitcher when you had him in your system just sitting there. How does for, that happen? For cash considerations? Right. Yeah, or a player to be named later. Yeah. It's always one of the two. Like how that, – that cannot happen. With that said, <laughs> with that said, uh, last year, if you want to look at your rankings on, on pitching, on ERA last year, uh, the – Orioles were not the worst team at pitching last year. If you go all the way down to number 27, in fact, the Orioles were number 19 in ERA last year. If you go even past that to 27, you'll find the Colorado Rockies last year. Okay. Last year, the Colorado Rockies ranked 27 in pitching. Well, clearly that's because they play in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, So they could use some pitching talent, though. I think that's safe to say. Sure, so let's give them some. And they... Gave us Miguel Castro for a player to be named later. Okay. They 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 did the reverse here. They gave a, us some, someone. They gave us Miguel Castro for a player to name a player to be named late later. Do do you guys know how old Miguel Castro is? No. Take a no. guess. How old do you think Miguel Castro? Is? Uh, twenty-seven. Twenty-two. He's twenty-two. Hey. Oh, that's a young guy. He's twenty-two. Um, his last year with Colorado, he made it at his, his, his major league debut when he was 20. Um, but his last year with Colorado, he had an ERA of 10.34 in the minors and 6.14 in the majors. So he was atrocious. Then he came to Baltimore. 
All right, and we talk all the time about how Baltimore can't develop pitching, how everyone leaves Baltimore and becomes a good pitcher. Well, Miguel Castro was really bad. He had good skills, but it was really bad when it came to Baltimore. Um, and he, here's a quick quote here from Graham. Uh, I don't know. Here's a quote. This is an article I, I got from um, the Baltimore son, John Mioli. Um, he talks about Miguel Castro's journey. And he says, and this is a quote from Graham, uh, who is in, has a role in player development for the Orioles. Because it was a change of scenery for him, for Castro, and it was basically a new life, I think Castro was very receptive to the suggestions that Dave Schmidt made and some of the adjustments he made in terms of adding the breaking ball, refining it, and the delivery itself. And then Castro says, they sent me to Sarasota so I could start pra- pra- to practice again, get into, sh- uh, get into game shape, get my body oriented, and prepared for the season. I saw it as an opportunity. I was happy to be, be a part of this team. So they took him to Sarasota, reworked him, and then brought him back up um, first to Bowie and then to, and then to, to, to the majors. And this is like we can point to this case. And I know like his career isn't done yet. This is a small sample. But so far, like it's paid off. Like he's been great this year. And this is an example of the Orioles taking control and, and, and turning a pitcher around, right? Yeah. Of saying, we're going to fix Miguel Castro. Everyone leaves the Orioles to get fixed. Here's a case where Miguel Castro, who is broken, comes to the Orioles where he's fixed. Uh, I was looking at what's the difference, and I, I don't know. But one thing to look at is when he played, this is getting a little nerd talk here, but when he played for Colorado, uh, he threw uh, 33% fastballs and 23% sinkers. For the Orioles, he throws 60% fastballs. So from 33% fastballs to 60% fastballs. And sinkers, he hasn't thrown a single sinker with the Orioles. He threw 23% with the Rockies. Hasn't thrown a single sinker. He throws more change-ups, 12% up from 5%. So the Orioles haven't thrown more change-ups, more fastballs, got rid of the sinker. So what I'm saying here, it's not like... He just woke up and could pitch. Right. He, they, like the Orioles tweaked with him. Right. They they adjusted his pitch selection a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and whether that slider, I, I mean, whether, whether that sinker turned into, I don't know, just a straight four seam, what, 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 whatever they did, I mean, it has worked. And he went from being a pitcher who couldn't cut it in the majors to who the Rockies, who have no pitching, D, DFA'd him off their 40 man roster. The Orioles pick him up. Give him a player to be named. Give the Rockets a player to be named later, and then all of a sudden you have one of our best bullpen arms and a guy who I think is intriguing to be a starting pitcher next year. Uh, and we got him for nothing. So here is the case: of the Orioles um, developing and changing a guy to be successful in the majors. Boom! It can happen. All right. Now the real question: Was it luck, or were they just trying to grab any pitchers who were out there DFA'd, or did they see something in Castro and said, "We can develop this"? Well. Uh, it does. You, 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 you don't need to be an expert scout. A 22 year old kid. That's true. Who that can throw 95 miles per that's, hour? That's true. Like, sign me up for that. That's true. That's good enough. Yeah. That that's something you you say. I'll, I'll it's just, try. It out. Uh, it's the exception, not the rule, when it comes to the Orioles uh, pitching scouts. But the fact that and it, they they just didn't throw him at Bowie and say do something. Because and that's to your point again, Josh. They took him to the minors. They said, okay, we're gonna rework you a little bit. Then bring it back up, and he's had all the success. I think it's just a great story, uh, and and and, and I, I hope it continues. Yeah, no, he's definitely been uh, one of the highlights of this season. I think. I mean, I think Mancini's up there, and Beckham's <laughs> Beckham's getting a jersey on on Labor Day. 
He's getting a T-shirt night. He's been. He somehow has been. Yeah. The, he's been the highlight well of all year. We'll be there, Matt. We get a Tim Beckham T-shirt. Oh yeah, Love it. tell Emily I'll need that Tim Beckham T-shirt. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, we I need, shall I see need her to that. grab me an extra large. Come on, she just tosses out yours. Might as well give them to me. Uh, do, do you guys think that um, Miguel Castro has what it takes to be a starter next year? Yes, I think he. I think we've seen him go deep in games more than anyone. He's pitched. I think he pitched six innings one game. We've seen him go three multiple times. Uh, he came in. We've seen him in mop-up duties and in uh, tight situations, and uh, he's succeeded. Both. Yeah, that game. Uh, that blo- didn't he come in after the blown save, and he pitched? I think three innings. Yeah, two to yeah, three yeah, innings. It was huge. Yeah, it was huge. And and he could have kept on going. Thankfully, the Orioles scored, and he didn't have to. But yeah, no, he shows. Uh, I mean, the courage and determination of him on the on the on the mound. In some big situations, he's the guy I want there, and he's shown that he can keep that fastball going for multiple innings. He's clearly in this starting rotation next year. Yeah, uh, a couple of things that 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 you look at as a right-handed pitcher. He has multiple pitches. He has a changeup. He has a fastball. He's a slider. So that's what you need from a starter. Um, one thing, if I something that's a little con- right, so three pitches concerning is his um, performance against left-handed batters is a lot worse than right-handed batters. Left-handed batters are hitting 284 compared to 228 for the right-handed batters. And the strikeout-to-walk ratio is a lot lower at 1.13 against lefties as opposed to 2.79 against righties. So he's a lot better against right-handed pitchers. But what is his ERA overall? Well. I mean, it's it's under 300, right? Yeah, it's 2.64. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. I don't care care if you're one run worse against – uh, lefties. Yeah, and and he's not a specialist, right? He hasn't been used as no, a specialist. He's been pitching. He's, he's been pitching innings. three innings, six innings. Yeah. So it's not like he's heavy on the right-handed batter side. But do we have any room in the starting rotation for him next year? Can he? Can he pitch? <laughs> right? Can he pitch four days a week? Al Tillman will be gone, so that's a spot right there. There you go. Yeah. No. No. There's. It seems to make sense next year. You always hear about good relievers. Like we heard this a couple years ago. Could Zach Britton be a starter? Uh, but with Miguel Castro, because of the need and because his his ability to throw yep. multiple innings, it seems to make sense. Opening day, that's your opening day pitcher right oh, there. Get out of here! <laughs> no, don't go. Hope, to... Hopefully, it'll be a number four starter, five starter for us. Yeah, if we have the uh, opening day on the road for a three game series. Right, ho- ho- opening day, I'll be Gosman or Bundy. Yeah, it'd be uh, Gosman, Bundy. Bundy. Hopefully, we sign a guy. Sign a guy, Castro. Castro, don't and say Tillman. No, I was trying to think of someone in the Aquino. minors. Aquino. Well, I was trying to think of someone in the minors without saying Mike Wright. Yikes. Or Miley. See if we pick up that extension. But, guys, uh, we're now 65-65. Uh, does, does this change how we project the Orioles? Do we see them now? And, Bert, I want to take this a step further. Not only do we <laughs> see them as a playoff team, but you've always been, Bert. Well, even if we make the playoffs, it's not like we're going to go anywhere. Right, we beat uh, the second best team in the American League. Yeah, we swept them. Swept them. Dominated handily. Them. Yeah. Does that change how you view this Orioles team? Like, if everything works right, do you see them as a team who can get hot and can make a run to first make the playoffs and then do something in the playoffs? Uh, I want to see how this series against Seattle goes because uh, it's easy to say right now. Yeah, we've won four straight. Uh, you know, five of the last six. It feels really good right now, but they've proven. Throughout this summer, they, you know, once the mid-May hit, they couldn't extend. They couldn't stay hot for an extended period. Yeah, you know, they're they're 
they're hot right now. You know, five wins, five out of six games. See it continue. Talk to me again next week. I, I, optimistic about this series against Seattle here in Baltimore, and then uh, this coming weekend, uh, who's coming to town? Toronto. Toronto's coming to town. I think it's four games: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Four games yeah, with Toronto, then yeah. three games with New York. It's a big home stand. So. Uh, I don't know. I'm still. They still need to prove it to me. They yeah. still need to prove it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. I, I don't know is the right answer because I don't know if Abado Jimenez is going to come out on Wednesday and be good or be terrible. Right. I don't know if Miley. If if I mean Tillman's pitching today. Um, I don't know what will happen when these starting pitchers walk out to 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 the mound. They've shown in the past. Like the series against Boston, they can dominate a good ma- a good baseball team, but can they keep it up? Can this starting pitching staff keep it up? I think the right. offense can keep it up, but can the pitching staff keep it up? I think is the big. And question. I I think we last year it took the it took eighty nine wins to get in the wild card. In order yeah. for the Orioles to do that this year, they'd have to win twenty four go twenty four and eight for the rest of the season. Wow, that would be really that'd it's be a really tall hard. order. But I don't think the wild card is as tight as a as a high scoring as a race this yeah. year. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be more like eighty four, eighty five wins this year to get that wild card. So I think they can pull it off if they can keep playing this way. What they go twenty and twelve for the first month, something like that. Something like that. I think maybe a little better than that, but yeah. I mean, if they can cap the end of the season off the same way they played at the beginning of the season. Then they should be able. I would hope that if you went twenty and twelve, that puts you at eighty-five wins. I would hope that's enough. That's that'd be close. When, when I look at that'd the score, I, when I look at the schedule, I think if they play good baseball, they can get nineteen wins. If some of those nights they play great baseball, they can get an extra couple wins. Yeah. So I'm gonna say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just don't know, and and because this is a baseball team that swept the the Boston Red Sox at Boston, but then split against the Oakland right. Athletics at Oakland. So I, I told someone at which work, team at work I, today, I told someone, I said, well, this series is the most important series of the, of the year. And then the one after that could be the most important series of the year. I've been saying this for three weeks now and the Orioles keep playing just well enough to stay in the race. So, I mean, the Seattle series is the most important series of the season. Right. And this Chris Tillman <laughs> start is his most important start of the year. And, and we'll see if he can perform. So far, it's not looking too good. Were bad. you surprised that Tillman came back into the rotation? He didn't show anything in the pen. Like, they just gave him time off. I yeah. think he pitched one game out of the pen. So, he yeah. didn't show anything like, all right, he Maybe deserves he to be back in the rotation. Yeah. Oh, aren't they easing out uh, Bundy, Bundy yes. a bit? I mean, he's they on are. a bereavement now. Are, and... Uh, yeah, they're yeah. trying to give him more rest. According to whom? I don't know. Right? Is so that, did yeah. his arm die? Every time you ask Buck, he's like, "There's no plan. There's no, there's right. no set way to do this." But that's why when you know two weeks ago we said, "Well, that's it. Tillman's a bullpen guy the rest of the year." That's why we're seeing him starting again. Yeah. I, I think you, you need to have an arm, and even though his arm stinks, uh, you need it out there. We'll be curious to see when roster expands September if they bring a couple of minor league guys and see if Tillman continues to start. I don't know. Um, the Orioles' offense is getting it done. If you look in the month of August, they're first in home runs, they're first in batting average, they're first in hits, so they're getting it done. Um, and this is nothing new. We always step up in August. I was just looking at some of the the numbers from last year. Last year we were first in home runs in August. 
In 2014, we were first in home runs in August. So 2013, we had a down year. We were second in home runs in August. So this has always been the time that we uh, kind of stepped it up. The, the, you know, in, in, uh, in 2013, Detroit Tigers had the most home runs in August at 38 home runs in 2013. Wow. Uh, this year. That doesn't sound like that many. No. You know, the Orioles passed that number this year, haven't they? Yeah. Or they got to be close. What did I say, 38? You said yeah. 38. And this year, there's already one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams who's passed that for August so far. And the Orioles have 46 so far this right. month. Oh, then why did I say wow? At 38? Because that was a low number? Yeah. Yeah, that was a low yeah. number. Yeah. It used to be a high number. I don't know. We know everyone's hitting home runs this year. Gene Carlos Stanton's going to hit 100 home runs this year. <laughs> the way he's going. If the season was a few months longer. Yeah. You guys ready for my snowflake of the week? <laughs> Hold on. I got one snowflake in the chat room. Our intern... Yeah, he's, he's commenting in the chat room saying, no, from the intern, I was not made aware that we were, they were recording tonight. My bad. Yeah, hey, Mr. Snowflake, we record every Monday at 7.30. Unless we tell you otherwise, because right. we were Tuesday last week, but unless we tell you otherwise, assume it's Monday at 7.30. Like always, <laughs> for uh, five years. Oh, my gosh, this intern. Snowflake. And now he's commenting on the chat room about some uh, fight. We can talk about Mayweather versus McGregor later, but their chat can <laughs> comment about in the chat room. And turns into it. Did, all right. Anyway, you, you didn't watch the fight. I like uh, when he talks about himself in the third person. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob's in the chat room asking if anybody saw the Mayweather fight, and n- n- the intern responds, "The intern did." <laughs> oh, is, is he trying? Is he trying to keep up that like I don't have a real name? <laughs> yeah. I don't Even though to... his real name is right next to his uh, yeah. Facebook post. That's not the intern answering those. That's a friend of the intern. The intern, no one knows who he is. Yeah, right. That's a friend. It's like the guy in the Mickey costume at Disney World says he's a friend of Mickey's. <laughs> or we all know what you are, dude. What, you mean how <laughs> you say you're a friend of Chris Davis and a friend? Well, these are friend of the show. Um, I mean, everyone knows that. Right. We, we have lots of friends of the show here at Section 336. Speaking of friend of the show, who's your snowflake of the week? <laughs> well... ESPN. Is this going to be a weekly thing? Do I need to get some? Uh, yeah, you might need to give me s- s- some snowflake music. Hey, yeah, uh, winter is coming, and there's a snowflake every <laughs> week. <laughs> now, you guys, we talked about it last week. There are some uh, triggered words for for snowflakes. Um, you can't say statue around them because it just upsets them. It's a trigger word. Mm-hmm. You also can't say civil war. Right. In 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 my school. All the teachers know, even the history teachers, we just call it the C word. And when teachers tell the, students the C, the C word. word, all the students know what we mean when we say the C word. We mean, of course, <laughs> civil war. Right. Um, so, so we don't say it. Come on, <laughs> this is what you want? Yeah. Snowflake. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, okay, can you turn that music off so I can get through this show? Uh, but the... So the bad news is you can't say that word. The, the the good news is, though, snowflakes really aren't students of history. Millennials don't know who Jefferson Davis is, right? The, the millennials don't know um, who Seward is. Like, the millennials know well, only, I, only I think, like two names from the Civil War era. Oh, I thought we just assume if it's a statue, they own slaves. Like, that's why we built statues, yeah. right? And they're yeah. all racist. Right. Yeah, right. So, yeah. That's how you get a statue. The millennials know maybe Lincoln, maybe some of the smart millennials know Grant, uh, but then the millennials also know Robert E. Lee. This is where it gets rather unfortunate, and I'm calling out all the snowflakes. ESPN, though, 
is smart, intelligent. Bravo to ESPN here <laughs> for being ahead of the game and understanding what's going on here. Right. So I'm sure you guys have heard the story at this point. I hope you have. It's been like a national story. When I, I remember where I was when I first heard it because I couldn't believe it. It was on MS. I was watching MSNBC, uh, you know, Snowflake Central, and it was scrolling at the bottom of the screen that news story that Robert Lee was being removed from the Virginia foot, uh, football game, from calling the Virginia football game for ESPN right. mm-hmm. because his name was Robert Lee. And I saw that news story, but, and I was like, oh, MSNBC bit on an onion story. <laughs> Let me, oh, that's hilarious. This can't be real. And Except- I went into it, and it's true. Robert Lee, an Asian-American, was supposed to call the Virginia uh, University of Virginia football game, but was moved to a different game because they thought his name, Robert Lee, would upset the millennials. Trigger which, which it probably would. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Props to ESPN for understanding how the snowflakes work and think and being proactive and moving Robert Lee but, to a different game. But there's a problem. What's the problem? They, the problem is they ESPN announced ESPN handled it beautifully. No, no. Here's what they did. They announced it. They, they, you, you, when you, when you're babying and and trying to protect the millennials, you can't let them know that you're babying and protecting them uh. because that triggers them also. Uh. So now everyone's mad at ESPN saying we wouldn't be that stupid to yeah up Robert. Lee. And then they made a follow up story ESPN did where they had Robert Lee come out and say, "I really didn't feel comfortable calling the Virginia game. I'd rather would have called the Youngstown game." Right. And so they're spinning it and saying it was his, now, his take. Wasn't this one day after they did their slave auction? ESPN. That was that again was not a slave auction. <laughs> I know it wasn't. They did the fancy draft. And, and, and millennials they, freaked out. Because someone screenshotted an, an African-American football player. Meanwhile, this was right after Tom Brady was traded, by the way. Right. Meanwhile, <laughs> every millennial went and did a, a draft and, and selected black Doing the guys. very same thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got a, I got like fifteen of them on my team. But 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 we didn't have any pictures. We just had names. Oh, it's like the Ray Rice situation. He screwed because there was video. There, there's picture. It's all about picture. You can't have any so pictures. They they took a job away from an Asian American and gave it to some crusty old white guy. Yeah, yeah. probably. Well, that's yeah. what, that's what, that's what the millennials are now <laughs> mad to about. To fight racism. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> but it wasn't to fight racism. It was to try to stop millennials from freaking out, right. and you ended up. You broadcast it, so you made millennials freak out. Yeah, but I, I, I <laughs> just gotta, appreciate ESPN. Appreciate ESPN being proactive and using kids' gloves when dealing with millennials because you need to. <laughs> I appreciate that. Dude, will millennials ever grow up? I don't know, but it's kind of unfortunate that they are the only people listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we spend half a show bashing them. They keep listening. Right. That's why I try. I try really hard to use the term snowflake because yes. just because you're a young person doesn't mean you're a snowflake. Right. <laughs> Probably are, but now, now don't don't ad, like I said. You can't advertise that you're using a different word just to describe them. You can't advertise that. Now they're gonna freak no, out about snowflakes. All young people are millennials. Not all young people are snowflakes. Right. We had a bunch of umpire snowflakes last week. Oh yeah, Those yeah. These nice old, old snowflakes last yeah, week. Old, old, snowflakes. old people can be stupid too. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's my snowflake talk. That was a short snowflake talk this week. We spent a good chunk talking about the Snowflake umpires last week. Well, that had, I a, think that we had spent, a little more to do with baseball. I think we spent enough time <laughs> bashing snowflakes on this show. All right, I don't think we need to make it a half half of our show every week. That's a good point. Is that fair? That's fair. That's fair. All right. So it's, remember, remember, boys and girls, when you're talking about the Civil War to young people, just say the c word, and they'll know what you mean. Or just pretend it never happened. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Radio silence. Yeah. Is, 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 is that is what we're, we're going to get some into some preseason talk? We're going to talk about Josh Woodrum continues to dominate the, the NFL. The Ravens are 3-0. It should be a starting quarterback. The Ravens are 3-0. But it's practice. Crushing their opponents. Their offense looked horrible on Saturday. Did you watch the game? I watched a little bit of it. I watched a little bit of it. All right, you Josh watched, Woodrum you watched more than me. I watched. Uh, you know when I watched it when Josh, when Josh Woodrum, Woodrum went in and and he had a nice touchdown pass. Well, he'll probably play all of all of uh, Thursday's game. Yeah, that'll be the only Ravens game I watched the whole thing of when Josh Woodrum plays the whole thing. Who do they play uh, this next uh, last final preseason game? They play New Orleans Saints, Saints. at New Orleans, and then and then opening. Opening week is the Cincinnati Bengals, but the but the final preseason game is the equivalent to an away game at spring training where they send their B squad, right? Yes, right. Like if you, if you're really like film study, is film study going to watch this game ten times? Uh, he does every one. He's going to watch this game ten times. Well, yeah, that's insane. I'm sure that's preparing for next year or yeah. something. Yeah, he's, he's going to watch some uh, last guy on special teams. Well, apparently they, uh, Josh, you might know this better because of the show you do. I'm the the Ravens expert. Uh, The NFL changed the rules for cut dates now. Like they, they don't have to cut anybody until after the fourth preseason game now. Yes. Whereas used they used to be like there there'll be a round of cuts after like the second preseason game, and then you right it used to be spread out. So then you would pick out all those guys that were dumped. So now you can still do that, but it's after the fourth game, so it's harder to get them situated into your game plan. Yeah. Well, you have more guys to choose from and maybe yeah. more time to see some guys that maybe you were going to cut that will get right. a, one final opportunity right, right. to make the practice squad. Or to make another for another team to grab them up. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, but also because of that timeline, it looks like the Ravens might be able to make a trade or two to some guys, which you don't normally see in the NFL, but I guess the Ravens have really good depth on defense. That they might try to uh, make some moves. Interesting. Oh, I, I I meant to mention we were talking about Michael Castro. You know who his doppelganger is? No. I read somewhere that in his locker room there's a picture of this NBA player right by his locker, and they look just the same. Oh, really? Yeah, Kevin Durant. Okay. Kevin Durant <laughs> and Michael Castro are doppelgangers. They're pretty uh, much the same person. You can see that. Do you, how, you know how tall Except, Michael Castro is? I love this quiz time with Michael Castro. Doesn't Castro years have old. a little like, Six, rat seven. tail? And he's six seven. You're Man. all over it. You're all over his, his characteristics. His I swear I don't right have there. his bio open. In you, front know, of me. you know how tall Andy Dalton is? I have no idea how tall Andy Dalton. Six two. Why would I know? Why that? do you know that? Because the Ravens line up really well for blocking a bunch of his passes on what he would Because he's hosting the film study. Film show. study. Yeah, film study show. <laughs> hey, uh, did you guys said you had your fantasy draft? Did either of you guys draft Julian Edelman and now he's out for the year? No. Or was your draft our, our draft after? Draft our draft was last night. Okay. Yeah. We hold our draft. Actually, it's a rookie draft. We did ours early free this Asian year. auction. We're doing ours next Wednesday, so I still got like 10 yeah. days. That's what we normally do. Is We would normally do it like two days before. And because uh, of everyone's schedules, we got it a little early this year. Yeah, it's Hopefully da- we'll be dangerous. Out. It's dangerous, no, We got through week three, so we should be good yeah, with no the big injuries. Yeah, no one plays week four anyway. Yeah, but I mean, people still get hurt like in training camp and stuff. Right, right. But they, but they don't even practice the pads anymore. They just do flag <laughs> hey, football. Come on. I'm just trying to rip on you guys. All right. Fine. No, My team you, stinks anyway. Did you draft any Ravens? No. Justin uh, Tucker should be the only Raven anybody drafts, and that's, I, I, that's I, saying I, I, a lot. I picked up Woodhead. It's a deep league. We've got 12 I, teams. 12 teams? Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's a 12-team league. I yeah. grabbed I grabbed uh, Woodhead. 
because it's a PPR league, and I know that yeah, Joe okay. likes to dump He's fantasy-worthy. He yeah, dumps PPR, it off. PPR, I could yeah. see it. Yeah, I mean, the odd thing was Josh took him with his number one pick. That, <laughs> and I was that, that's not true. I think it was like number 10. I knew I knew Matt would have his eye on him, but I didn't think anyone else would, so I waited. For Yeah, I could see with a quarterback like Joe Flacco who does nothing but dump it off. Yeah, uh, yeah in a PPR league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get, you get your money's There's, worth for him. Yeah. Uh, all right, to the chat room. Little oh boy! Ch- little chat action. All right, what's the intern uh, up to? Well, John Soroka comments, "Billy, anyone knows what that's in reference to?" Billy with a question mark. Any? It could have been hours ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Billy with a question mark. No, I don't know what we, that's were, we were asking. Billy, right? We were asking him pre-show. Oh, Billy, we were asking him pre-show uh, about his schedule. I don't think Billy has anything to do with that. All right, fine, fine. Um, Jacob says, "Here's an interesting question: If we make the wild card game, who do we start?" Castro. Uh, I say Bundy on several days rest. I I mean, I think uh-huh. this is going to have to be one of those wait and sees, right? Who's yeah. pitching well at the time? Yeah, because right now I'd go with uh, I'd go with Gosman. I don't think it, I don't think it's who's pitching well at the time. If it, if we know anything about Buck Showalter, it's just Short. Like whoever's up next. Yeah, that's is true. pitching the wild card. I don't game. care if your name is Joe Saunders. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and then a short leash because it's a one game play in playoff. Hey. What happens if we get in one game playoff and then uh, he puts in Zach Britton and Zach Britton blows the game? That's kind of what's going to happen, right? <laughs> Doesn't that just sound like the life of an Oriole fan? Yeah, yeah. So then we spend the entire offseason of you shouldn't ha- – why would you put in Britton? <laughs> yeah. Either that or it happens again. And it's a tie yeah. game and Britton no goes way. to Britton. There's no way. And, and Britton starts to warm up but he never comes in. There's no way. Could you imagine the announcers would go crazy? That's the only scenario where you get. That's where you get the national. We should announcers. fire about the only scenario. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it won't, won't be uh, Gary Thorne talking about Ramirez's cup. There's some. That was way more entertaining. There's some McGregor and Mayweather uh, discussion here. Don't I'm, care. You guys don't care, Bert. Yeah. Are, are you a fan of of the boxing or the MMA you know, at all? You know what I like. I I'm like. Not. That, I like that the match is over, so we can stop pretending we care about boxing. Okay, there's a lot of people who care about boxing. No one cares about boxing. I, I think both of them seem to be not very good human beings. Uh, other than that, I'm I'm not that interested in the fight. All right, I, here's where I, the fight interests me. But apparently, it was it the was loser, longer than people thought. Yeah, and the loser got like 150 million. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I'll take that I'll deal. Take, I think you, you can let be, Floyd May- Mayweather beat the crap out of you for 150 million. Yeah, I, I will go into a coma for a month. If it means I come out of it with 150 million, you might have like um, un unhealable uh, uh, brain damage. Doesn't yeah. matter. I set, I set my family up for life. I mean, isn't that unhealable? Isn't, isn't that Josh, doing? We're talking isn't, unhealable here. Isn't, isn't that doing your job? <laughs> I don't know if that's a, the word I wanted. But isn't that? You, isn't <laughs> no, that I like it. Let's go. With I think that's doing your job as a uh, father and no way and husband. If I, you I set don't your like family my family that 150 much. million dollars. You think your your wife would would support you? Possibly getting irreparable brain damage. That's it. Yes, irreparable because it's possible with a guarantee of 150 okay. million. Okay, I guarantee Mandy would not be for that. And if she is, I think that says that says something about your marriage. Yeah, I would be. Saying. I would be super mad if my wife said, "Yeah, for 150 know, million dollars, you I'll take a beat out of you. I'll take a vegetable for a husband." Well, yeah, your wife's not supposed to say that, but you're supposed to put your life up for that. No, no, no chance. My. The My, chances are slim that it's the irreputable brain cancer, brain injury. It's most likely you're going to break a leg. He's a professional hitter. Yeah, but and he's, he's hit his in fists. the face. It's like cinder blocks being and, dropped on your head. And look right. at your face. Your face is small and tender. Yeah, which means <laughs> one one good hit to the face and I'm out. 
Maybe for good. It's not like he's going to get a chance to beat it up multiple times. One hit, and I'm down for the count. And I got $150 million. I'm just saying my wife wouldn't, even if it was a billion dollars, if there was a one in a million chance I could get hurt, my wife would not go for it. Mandy. Our relationship is worth more than money. Mandy, you come here. You can't put a price tag on our marriage or on our love. Oh, That's all I'm saying. It's about to get real in here. That's Mandy. All I'm saying. We're bringing Mandy in. Got a question for you. Do I get a seat? Uh, no, because that mic's not on. Steal Matthew's you can mic. Share there. My mic. All people, right. people always Move share over. my Move mic. Over. All right. Take over the show, man. It's your show now. Here's, here's, here's the question. Here's the well, question. You get to go home. Come down here and do stuff. Uh, you, you, do I have to listen to my own voice? No, you, you don't have to put them in. All right. Ew, Matt, these were in your ear. Oh, yeah. There's some oh, that's gross. Too. I don't clean my ears very often. All right. Yeah. Uh, here's, okay. here's the question oh, for you. Here's the question. Can you explain to everyone what a day it's been? So there we go. $150 million. All right. If you can have $150 million, but there's a chance that I have uh, irreparable uh, permanent brain damage. Irreparable? Yeah. Permanent brain damage. See why he married me. Uh, <laughs> Unhealable. There's a chance. Let's say, let's say a 50, 50, 50% chance I have brain damage, but you get a guaranteed $150 million. Would you take that? I need more information. Uh, We're going to throw him in a boxing match. A boxing match. He's going to get the crap. I, have you guys already answered this question? I get the crap beat out of me, but you get a hundred. Your wives? But you get a hundred fifty million dollars. Emily would never see. See, she's stunted. I and I said it's your it's your duty as the husband and father to care for your family by putting yourself into the ring. Duty. <laughs> and and get yourself beat up so that you get the hundred and fifty million. I think my kids would prefer their father to a hundred and fifty million dollars. Agree. Should I take a bow? Good answer. Good, Good answer. See what that says about me? I, I'm more valuable than 150 million. You are. Yeah. Welcome, intern. <laughs> yeah. Josh did not even think about the kids in that whole discussion. The man I thought about right the, the kids. kids. I thought right about to the, the kids. kids. That's sad. Yeah, you're saying 150 million. That's sad. That's life changing for your kids. We're getting complaints about the uh, the video feed or yeah, sounds. Yeah, I know. Going. I know. Millennials, it's okay. Uh, a couple of things from the chat room. Uh, the intern showed up and the computer broke. That's all I got to say. Oh, he's here. <laughs> I'm guessing that he bumped something when he sat down. <laughs> so we'll so just... your comment that says Josh Stroke needs to fix it is really the intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. needs to fix it. I tagged the intern, but I don't want to use his real name. <laughs> right. right. The intern showed up. Yeah. Just saying. It happened around the same time. Uh, and the intern's last comment was, you guys said you had to change the recording night because you had tickets this week. This week. <laughs> we yeah. do on Friday. <laughs> Everything's canceled. There's tickets this week. All right. Well, intern, you showed up. You want to speak? Uh, yeah, intern. Any thoughts, corrections? I want to hear facts? that little click. You've been here for thirty seconds. What's up, man? I actually do have corrections. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Lovely. So it turns out that the option for Wade Miley next year is a team option. So if the Orioles want to pay him twelve million dollars, he's all theirs. Done. Wait, that's and a correction. Ubaldo twelve million a year. So. Would, yeah. would, would you extend yeah, Miley right now choice. for $12 million? Sure. It's not my money. <laughs> it depends. It <laughs> and he's depends. better than what we have, is, right. which is sure. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, we need a pitcher. He it depends. can pitch. If he gets a couple more wins, $10 million, sure. $12 million, <laughs> yeah. It's not $150 million. And he, oh. he, he put off corrections and analyses because he was listening to the show live on Facebook. He just showed up in studio here at the last minute. Which is very cool. That's de de dedication right hey, there. Hey, I love it. That's, I love it. I like that. It's an applause along. from me. All right. Yeah. Uh, my correction is Tillman actually pissed, pitched twice out of the bullpen, not once. 
Got him. <laughs> Got him. Busted. Got you know what happened? He looked that up while he was at home, and he just popped <laughs> in his car. And <laughs> he said, got I, I got to go correct That's him. a record straight. <laughs> Josh is wrong. I could, yes. I could write this in the third person on Facebook, or I could just get in my ro- car and drive a few miles. That's hilarious. Bravo. Snowflake bit came up. I was like, yep, I've got time. <laughs> uh, That's true. Snowflakes have nothing but time. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening to another edition of Section 336. Go ahead to iTunes and give us five stars and write us a cool review. Go ahead and like us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com. Backslash forward. section three three forward slash. Okay, no one's gonna even go do that way anyway. I don't know that there's. Does anyone ever type into the browser backslash. forward slash section three three six? Probably no, not. You just search for the top of the of the thing, the uh, Facebook machine. We're here every Monday night on Facebook Live, seven thirty. Right on <laughs> <your> turn. <laughs> That's right. If you go to right. http colon forward slash forward slash facebook dot com slash section three three six, you can find us live every Monday night at seven thirty. Oh, and that goes for you too, Jacob. Who sent a message at seven like twenty? Are you guys on tonight? Yeah, but <laughs> every Monday at seven thirty, we'll announce if not. Yeah, which we announce quite often. Not in fairness right. to him, but we should be <laughs> the next few Mondays. I think we're yeah, good. I think we're good Monday no. at seven thirty. All right, you can also like us on Instagram. Follow Josh's Insta Snap. Josh, any updates on your Insta Snap stories? Snap stories. Insta stories. Snap stories. Insta stories. Any update on the Insta stories? I posted a picture of my face last week as I was trying to figure okay, out. Okay, no post updates the show. on the Insta stories. No. Uh, n- no updates, boys and girls. Uh, but you can follow us on section three three on on uh, Instagram at section three three six show. You guys, you know, you guys can do Instagram too. Yeah, I'm going to do some Insta story at the game on Friday. From the yeah. section three three six. Me and Matt will be in section three three four on yeah. Friday night, and then we'll be there again on Monday afternoon. So maybe we'll see you at the yard this yeah. Labor Day weekend. And maybe you can be part of our Insta story. Maybe we can have a story time together. You yeah, forget know. about. Remember, we used to always have being liked in person. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, this is a new thing where we're gonna be part of a story together. Yeah, come be a friend of the show. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at section three three six show. You can follow me on Twitter at section three three six. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rohde. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Sorka. And you can follow the intern on Twitter, but I wouldn't recommend it. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. (laughs) 